Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. One final time for Big Ben at Heinz Field. Clay Thompson set to come back for Golden State. Plus, what really happened between Antonio Brown and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Pittsburgh Steelers kept hope alive at Heinz Field on Monday night with a 26-14 win over the Cleveland Browns in what is almost certainly Ben Roethlisberger's final game at Heinz Field with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joining me now from Lockdown Steelers, it's Chris Carter. And Chris, this felt like a fitting send-off for Big Ben. He didn't make that many plays, averaged under three yards an attempt, but the defense came through and they got the win. That, that's the Big Ben track record. <laughs> he even said it after the game, Peter. He was like, he's like, you know, if you've seen me over my career, I really don't care how I win games. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's funny. That's what the Steelers did when he first got to the organization. There was a period where it's like in the 2010s, he definitely, there was a lot more wins where you saw him be the, the deciding factor. But in this mm-hmm. game, I mean, 46 pass attempts and 123 <laughs> yards through the air. <laughs> It's not great. What even happened? How do you do that? And then you win the game by by multiple scores. Like, what? What is this? What was? Or how are we in real life right now? But that's just what happened with Ben Roethlisberger. By the way, he did do enough to help me beat Brian Peacock in the Locked On Fantasy Football Championships. So that was also awesome. Um, but uh, but the bottom line for the Steelers is this was the type of wins they knew they had to have this year. Defense being relentless. T.J. Watt. He just had cracked ribs last week, Peter. Four sacks. He is now one sack shy of Michael Strahan's single-season sack record of 22 and a half sacks. Uh, phenomenal play. And also, I think people saw just a little bit more of Najee Harris and how he's coming along for the Steelers. 28 carries, 188 yards, and a touchdown. He probably won some other people their fantasy football championships this weekend. And he stiff-armed MJ Stewart into the dirt. I did a little research on this, Chris. Okay. The start of Ben Roethlisberger's career, he did not throw 46 passes and get a win. He came into the league in 2004 until 2009. Do you know who he played against in that game? Would that be the Aaron Rodgers game at Heinz Field? The Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. They win. Pittsburgh does 37-36. Ben Roethlisberger threw for 503 yards on 46 attempts. With a with a last second, with a last second touchdown pass to Mike Wallace. I'll never forget that game. I was just like, what is what is this? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers threw up the belt in that game. I think that was the game where a lot of people learned what the belt was. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're talking about here, Chris, nope. right? This is a Steelers segment. Um, you and I can talk Packers Steelers all day. <laughs> There is still a scenario where Pittsburgh could could really put together a fairy tale script here. Can you walk us through what's going on in week 18 for Pittsburgh? 
So the Steelers, of course, need to beat the Ravens. The Ravens have been on a down spiral, though, so maybe they can pull that off. They've, they, you know, they've, they've been on a win, win one, lose one streak for about a, about a month and a half now. But they also they need the Raiders and Chargers game to just not end, a, end in a tie because if they win their game and someone loses that game, they will jump that team. But they also need help from the Jaguars. This is where it gets sticky because the Jaguars <laughs> have to beat the Colts. Now, here's the trick here, though, Peter. The Jaguars have not lost to the Colts in Jacksonville since 2014. So that's crazy when you think about it, right? You're like, wait a second. That can't be right. But it is. So there's hope. But I think the Colts are like 15-point favorites in this game. <laughs> in my, my opinion, it's, it's, it's beyond that. The Steelers. Gardner Minshew ain't walking through that door, Chris. <laughs> right. There you go. That ain't happening. But the bottom line is the Steelers did what they wanted to do. They wanted to make sure Ben Roethlisberger got his proper send-off at Heinz Field. I, I stuck around. At the state at the stadium, I didn't move from my spot to go down to the press conference spot. I watched from the booth as Ben Roethlisberger after the game. He talks to the media for a long time. He sits down on the bench, taking it all in. Most of the fans stayed, were chanting "Thank you, Ben." They were, and then he he walks around and a high fives fans on his way. It was a beautiful send off for Ben Roethlisberger, and he ends it holding hands with his three kids and his wife, all walking through the tunnel. It was a, it was an amazing send off for a guy who's been an 18 year quarterback from one of the most storied franchises and all the sports they wanted to do that for him but as tj watts said after he's like hey we want to beat baltimore next week too so that we have a chance to keep playing and the other bottom line here peter this is now 15 straight seasons without a losing record by mike tomlin thanks for making locked on today your first listen of the day coming up clay thompson is coming back for the best team in basketball Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Johnny Davis scored a career-high 37 points on Monday night to give number 23 Wisconsin a 74-69 win over number 3 Purdue. Wisconsin held Purdue to a season-low first-half point total of 24. Purdue's Zach Eady took advantage of his size by scoring 24 points and grabbing 10 rebounds while Jaden Ivey added 14 points, but it wasn't enough to extend Purdue's 13-game home winning streak or make it five straight. Purdue hadn't lost since December 9th at Rutgers. Wisconsin hadn't beat Purdue on its home court since 2014. A slow start didn't keep the Bulls from winning their eighth straight game. What's up, Bulls Nation? Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls with your post-game takeaway. Well, the Bulls streak lives, and sometimes you just got to win the ugly ones. The Bulls beat the Orlando Magic at home. 102-98 was the final. The Bulls surviving a slow start that included 0 of 8 from behind the three-point line out of the gate. Come back and win an unnecessarily tight one against Orlando. And credit to the Magic, who were playing the second night of a back-to-back after a brutal OT loss to the Celtics last night. The Bulls, look, they did not have a great night. They looked sluggish. Nobody really had their shot going. But DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, that dynamic duo, 29 for DeRozan, 27 for Levine. They each had some big buckets and sank some free throws down the stretch of this close fourth quarter. And that was just enough for the Bulls to get their eighth straight win. And credit to Kobe White, who chipped in 17 points off the bench, continuing his recent string of strong performances 
The Bulls now, with losses by Brooklyn and Milwaukee tonight, have a two-game lead atop the Eastern Conference. They get a few days off before a rematch against the Washington Wizards on Friday. Of course, the Bulls beating the Wizards New Year's Day with one of those awesome DeMar buzzer beaters. Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams announced on his Twitter account Monday that he is entering the transfer portal, but that he will keep the Sooners as an option. Williams passed for just a shade under 2,000 yards and 21 touchdowns with four interceptions after replacing Spencer Rattler as a Sooner starter this season. Rattler transferred last month to South Carolina. Williams, a true freshman this past season, said in his tweet that he went to Oklahoma with a game plan. But with all the recent changes, I need to figure out what is the right path for me moving forward. One of those recent changes being Lincoln Riley leaving abruptly to take the Southern California head coaching job. Hard to blame someone who thought he was going to Oklahoma to play for Lincoln Riley. Raiders rookie cornerback Nate Hobbs was arrested on a misdemeanor charge of DUI early Monday morning, just hours after the team returned from a last second victory at the Indianapolis Colts that kept their playoff hopes alive. The arrest of Hobbs comes two months and one day after receiver Henry Ruggs the that's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your college football and pro football action this season. We have a rematch of the SEC Championship for the National Championship. The betonline.ag line right now is Georgia giving three against Alabama. Looking ahead to the first Week 18 matchups in the NFL, the Chargers and the Raiders will play with everything on the line. The betonline.ag line for that game is the Chargers giving three. And will the Antonio Brown exit cause any future problems for the Bucks? And will the Antonio Brown exit cause any future problems for the Bucks? They play the Carolina Panthers this weekend in the betonline.ag line for this game. Has Tampa giving eight. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to get that welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. The Golden State Warriors are the best team in basketball. They beat the Miami Heat 115-108. And it was reported that Klay Thompson is set to come back this weekend. We will see about that. He is coming off essentially two lost seasons with two major injuries. Joining me now from Locked On Warriors, it's Cyrus Tatsas. And Cyrus, for Klay Thompson... Coming back to a team where he understands the style, he has played with this core group, at least with with Steph and Draymond. Mm-hmm. Help me set reasonable expectations for Clay because these are two, as I said, major major injuries he is trying to come back from. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, this whole thing is unprecedented. I, I everyone I've spoken to, uh, you know, going through my own memory banks, I can't really think of uh, another situation like this where a player suffered the torn ACL. And then right as he's about to come back, I mean, he was weeks away. Then he suffers the torn ACL. Um, so I, I, all the evidence, I mean, so Clay did something subtle tonight. Uh, he was with the team uh, during the pregame warmups, during the shoot around. And he, he left the court at, when the game was about to start or somewhere in that time frame, and he held up six fingers. He had five hands up and then one in the other one. 
um, indicating six for six days, which would be Sunday uh-huh. uh, when they're at home at Chase Center hosting the Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers. Kind of apropos, given the Cavaliers and Warriors have that rich history with the four straight NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and LeBron should yeah. fly in on his private jet. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Totally different Cavaliers team now. Um, but anyways, but, so that that's all signs are pointing to that. Um, Jordan Poole is already being groomed to come off the bench. Uh, the expectation is that Clay will be the starter and that he's going to be playing 15 to 20 minutes a game. That is what is the speculation the hard part with all this is there's nothing that you can really confirm like the warriors are not announcing anything officially they're not you know giving us dates but there's just a lot of signs and for people who have been around the team long enough you can kind of start to see all indications pointing to sunday as the the, the long-awaited two and a half year uh a return for clay thompson that's such a long time it's crazy to think about have you seen like peter and peter's so great to be on with you again have you seen like some of the, the the interesting historical marks of like where we were in the world the last time Clay played? I and mean, this is a June 2019, I believe, was the last time Clay Thompson played. And the fact that two and a half years later, there's still this much interest just shows how popular of a player he is. Um, and look out NBA, because this Warriors team, as you mentioned, is the best record. And now they're getting Clay Thompson back. So good luck, everyone else. <laughs> Coming up, what really happened between Antonio Brown and the Bucks? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bars in your plan. I introduced them to my family over the holidays. They were a success by any measure. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, that's why. And they're maybe even better than a candy bar. If for no other reason, then I actually keep these in my cabinet. I wouldn't keep candy in my cabinet to just casually eat because that wouldn't be good for my body. Built Bars are. And they taste incredible. They taste incredible, but are still good for you. Low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, high in protein, high in fiber. You can feel good about putting them in your body. So whether your idea of a happy new year is just, hey, I'd like to make one or two better decisions a day about my health. Built Bar can be one of them. Or if you're trying to commit to a lifestyle change, to get healthier, to eliminate the sweets, but you still want that that nice treat, Built Bar can deliver it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Antonio Brown was one of the stories of week 17 and not because of anything he did on the field. Well, it was something he did on the field, but not something he did playing football. Joining me now from Locked on Buccaneers, it's Jamie Archo and James. This story has grown even since what happened on Sunday when Antonio Brown mysteriously left the field, at least at the time. There have been conflicting reports about what actually happened, including conflicting words from Bruce Arians himself. We have reports that it was Antonio Brown who decided to leave the field. Um, Reports on Monday morning that it was, in fact, Bruce Arians who said, get off the sidelines. Here's my question for you. How much does it actually matter what the circumstances were that led to this? Because Antonio Brown, no longer a Buccaneer. 
I think it matters in the aspect of you want to know how it went from him being like the go-to guy and the number one contributor in a win against the Carolina Panthers to dancing shirtless in the end zone on his way to the locker room. Like how, how did we get to this point? So you know, with all the conflicting reports and, and basically the most we can muster is that apparently this, this bad attitude and everything started in the locker room at halftime. They come back out for the third quarter. You can see it on the broadcast feed. Tom Brady says, Hey, I need you. The camera picks this up and Antonio Brown says, okay, let's go. Then Bruce Arians tells him to go in the game. He says, no. Bruce Arians tells him to go in the game again. He says, no, again, Bruce says, okay, get out of here. Now, Antonio's side is saying that his ankle didn't feel right and he he couldn't go back into the game. Bruce is saying that the injury was never a discussion. So the blow up to me is, is really confusing because if you didn't want to go back into the game because your ankle hurt and your coach says, okay, you're done, you got your way. You're not going back in the game. So why are you losing your mind? And according to his driver, uh, who was on who was on another podcast, and this guy was sending out viral videos Sunday night. Antonio was upset that Gronk was getting all the targets. Well, that still doesn't make any sense because at the time of the halftime blow up that Ian Rappaport reported on, Gronk had one more target than Antonio Brown did. So it still doesn't really line up. And, and right now what we have is a he said, he said situation where it looks like Antonio's side is trying to line up to file a grievance with the NFLPA that a coach was trying to force him to play injured, whereas Bruce is saying the discussion of an injury never happened. If there was an injury, why didn't you go in the blue tent? The medical staff can say, hey, he's not good on the ankle. He's doubtful to return. Boom. None of this happens. I do wonder about this. This is something that I mentioned on the show yesterday. There were questions for both Tom Brady and Bruce Arians about Antonio Brown and his role and their roles in bringing him into the organizations. They have in their own ways answered some of those questions. How relevant do you think those continue to be as the Buccaneers chase another Super Bowl? This is a situation where they're going to want to get away from it as fast as possible. There's going to be no regrets that they brought him in last year. So we could look back on this as a rallying point of we don't have half of our starting defense. We just lost the guy who was supposed to step in for Chris Godwin, who's out and just had ACL and MCL surgery, and we can still win football games. So I don't I honestly don't think there's going to be any regrets on the Buccaneers part that they took this chance because they knew that the reward outweighed the risk and both Tom Brady and Bruce Arians have advocated like they understand that there may be some problems where Antonio Brown legitimately needs to seek some help and nobody can force him to do that. He has to do that on his own, but it's growing more and more apparent that there is something that's either gone undiagnosed or ignored that Antonio Brown needs to seek some sort of counseling, some sort of assistance to try to figure out why these outbursts are happening. And finally, four of the individuals who fell as a result of the railing collapse at FedEx Field on Sunday, all of whom say they suffered injuries from the incident, most of them minor, refuted a statement by the Washington football team suggesting they were offered on-site medical evaluations. Andrew Collins, one of the fans who fell, said, quote, 
They didn't ask if anyone was hurt, and they sure as hell didn't ask if anyone needed medical attention. The only thing the staff said to us was to get the F off the field. Andrew would have been just as justified to say the same thing about the Washington football team given the way that they've played the last few weeks. Coming up Wednesday, Kyrie Irving makes his return for the Nets. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.